This is a bonus episode, so named because it's outside of my regular posting schedule, and it's really just a random thought that I very much wanted to share with you. Though, if we're being perfectly honest, all of these episodes are random thoughts that I wanted to share with you, but I do try to think about most episodes a little bit longer than, oh, I don't know, an hour. Today, I acquired the post-Christmas poinsettia. A a note about pronunciation, I definitely say poinsettia. Uh, I've heard and the internet has told me that some people say poinsettia and some people say poinsettia and no, poinsettia. That's how everyone in my area says it, so it is right. Well, no, that's how everyone in my area says it, so that's how I will continue to say it. If you're not familiar with a poinsettia, and I think you probably are, these are the bright green and red leafed flowers that are very prominent in Christmas decorations. They are everywhere this time of year, and particularly in churches where you will see an entire field of poinsettias usually up by the altar. And that is the point of this story today, because I have successfully acquired my post-Christmas poinsettia. Why poinsettia? Post-Christmas, do you ask? Well, that's a very simple fact that I have never in my life paid for a poinsettia, and I'm highly unlikely to do so because the tradition is, and I mean, I say tradition, this is a not a tradition tradition, it's just, you know, what you do. The tradition is that at the end of the Christmas season, the poinsettias in church need to get out of church because it's not the Christmas season anymore, and uh, they get given away for free. For context, and you might know exactly what I'm talking about, and you might not, for context, in the Catholic tradition, the four weeks of December before Christmas is not the Christmas season. It is the Advent season where we're preparing for the coming of Christ in Christmas and also at the end of time, which is always cool. Like, we aren't preparing just for the holiday with cookies and decorations and lights and Christmas cards. We are, in theory, preparing our souls for Christ's return again into this world. I, It's just super cool and something that I forget every year and that every year I'm reminded and it's really, really neat again. Uh, but anyway, so that's Advent, not technically Christmas. And then Christmas is the, the two to three weeks after uh, Christmas Day. It kind of depends on how Christmas falls, but usually there's two feast days post-Christmas. Uh, but baptism, no, baptism? Is that ordinary? I'm mixing things up, my friends. But Epiphany is the last one. And there's usually one between Christmas and Epiphany. This year was a little odd. It was Mary, Mother of God, which is the Christmas Day service. It's always a holy day of obligation, but this year was actually on a weekend, which is very nice. But it was very interesting in this Christmas season to not go to church all the time. Um, such a tangent, but hey, life is a tangent. I hope you're here for these things. Um, usually, uh, I sing at church a lot, and my parents are very, very regular, and, re- and I am also. So usually when Christmas falls on a day other than Sunday, there is another weekend that comes up real quick, right? Like Christmas falls on a Thursday, we need to go to church Saturday or Sunday. So you often have this stretch of a week where you've been going to church every two one to three days. Um, last year was interesting. Not last year is in 2020. Last year is in 2021 because Christmas fell on the s- Saturday, which meant that Christmas Eve was Friday, 
Christmas Day was Saturday, and then the Sunday was a Sunday, like the next Sunday after Christmas. And it was, you know, it should be wonderful, but you get kind of tired, right? Uh, going to church very much regularly um, in like three days in a row, you get a little weary, especially if you've been doing music and you have to learn two set, two to three sets of music. Anyway, so this year, Christmas fell on a Sunday, New Year's fell on a Sunday, so all the feasts are kind of shuffled around a little bit funny. And today was the Feast of Epiphany, the wise men reaching Jesus, finding Jesus, um, welcoming the world of Gentiles into the grace of God. And it is the last day of Christmas season, so all the poinsettias go. And this is the day when you take a poinsettia home because you don't buy them. You maybe pay the church to be able to decorate for Christmas, but you don't just pay for a poinsettia because why? Because today on the Epiphany of Our Lord, you can get as many poinsettias as you want for free. Are they there for you for Christmas? No, but that's, you know, they're at church. It's good. So I got my post-Christmas poinsettia today, um, and I'm very delighted. And it reminded me of a kind of a funny thing that happened earlier this year. And again, in my mind, you get a free poinsettia after Christmas because, you know, they really want to get rid of them and they're dropping their leaves. And they're still gorgeous, though. Uh, There's a picture in this podcast that shows the one that I got this year, and I'm very pleased. It's very pretty and just happy. Um, Earlier this year, when I came to visit my parents kind of in mid-December. I walked in the house and there on the table was a poinsettia. And I was shocked. I feel like I would have been less shocked to see like one of my uncles and aunts in the house. Like I was just amazed because it was before Christmas and my parents had a poinsettia. And I was like, did you buy one? It just, it's so strange in my head to like buy a poinsettia when the we, you know, you get them for free. That's, you don't buy them as a normal person. Um, but my mom assured me, she said, no, no, no. I, I work at a school, right? I do uh, child care. And the school had poinsettias for Christmas decorations. And so when the school closed for the uh, pre-Christmas break, which came in a, again in a weird time this year. Um, so she got it for free from school when it closed for the Christmas break. And I was like, I was very reassured. I was like, the world is normal again. Um, because just, you know, having my parents buy one just on a whim, that didn't feel very normal. So I have my poinsettia today. My parents have had one and they might have more now. Um, but Things that I didn't know about poinsettias that I had this thought and I had to Google. I wanted to know some other things. Um, they are native to Mexico and Central America, which I didn't, I didn't expect. I don't know why I didn't expect it. I think there's just so many things that got brought to North, South, Central America from Europe that I just assume everything is an invasive invader of invasiveness. Um, and poinsettias don't fall in that category, right? So they are uh, native to the Americas. Um, and there is actually a legend about how they're related to Christmas. I was wondering, and I was like, is it just because they're red and green? Like, 
is that the reason they, they are popular? But it turns out um, there's the association actually began in like the 16th century in Mexico, where there was a legend of a girl who was too poor to bring anything for celebration. So kind of think like the little drummer boy situation. Um, and she was inspired by an angel to gather weeds from the road and place them in front of the church altar. And they bloomed and became poinsettias. So I definitely got that story from Wikipedia, so it might be a bit of a variance, right? But I'm I'm delighted that there's actually a story associated with them, and they didn't just kind of get grandfathered in because they're the colors that we use a lot for Christmas. <clears throat> Another thing that I learned, uh, again, you know, in the last hour, is that most poinsettias are grown by a single ranch, a uh, single company, and one of the reasons that they're so popular across the the you know, United States, is that that company had a really aggressive marketing campaign and they actually sent free poinsettias to a lot of news uh, stations to for their Christmas decorations. And so everyone across the United States seeing the news, seeing the Christmas season, seeing poinsettias there and going, that's really pretty, I want one. Um, what a fabulous marketing move and what a very logical response because, again, uh, poinsettias are gorgeous. Absolutely. They, they would be worth buying before Christmas, but I, I never will because that's just, that's just weird and wrong in my head. Um, and another thing that the internet told me, which is absolutely not true, uh, but maybe with some qualifiers, is that poinsettias live two to three months. Um, no. That's not, that's not reality. They might be pretty for two to three months. I didn't read that entire article. But uh, poinsettias are semi-immortal. And let me tell you why I know this. So several years ago, I worked at a church, actually. And so I, I would get my traditional point, post-Christmas poinsettias. Um, the first one was named Poin. No, I got two one year, right? That's what it is. And one was named Poin and one was named Stella because that's the person I am. And I had Poin and Stella for like four years. Now, they don't look pretty, right? The gorgeous red leaves and like the kind of symmetrical kind of look of the pseudo flowers on the top. Yeah, that that doesn't stay. Um, they actually drop all of those and the leaves that grow back gradually just look more scraggly. It looks a lot like a bush. Um, and actually you can plant them during the summer. I'm in Wisconsin, so you cannot leave them outside in the winter and expect them to survive because they will absolutely die very dead and very hard. Um, but you can actually plant them in the soil. They get good nutrients. Um, and I didn't, I had them in the pot they came in. Uh, but the two, poinsettias that I got for free at that church, I had them for like three to five years. They were very scraggly. They never turned red again because I never bothered to like Google how to make that happen. But they were semi-immortal. And in the end, I think they were um, kind of almost as, not as almost as tall as I was, but like waist height or above. I'm pretty short. But still, that's kind of tall given that they start out knee high ish, you know? Um, but yeah, they grow forever. If you keep them, they look very scraggly and I just couldn't bear to throw them away, even though they were, uh, kind of mediocre. I always, when my plants look mediocre, I assume it's me, not them. Um, and that is probably true, but yeah, they survive forever and, uh, they're still fun. So anyway, I don't know if you are in a place where you can get the 
annual post-Christmas poinsettia. Uh, if you haven't grabbed one from a church yet, they are probably all gone or uh, thrown away at this point. And again, if they're in Wisconsin, they're frozen. As soon as they go outside, they are not not up for the 20 degrees or less that we're living uh, these days. But I'm excited. It adds a lovely splash of color. And those are my thoughts. I learned random poinsettia facts to delight you to delight myself and to uh, sound fancy at parties. And that's, that's really a good place to be. I hope you are having a fabulous day. My last week was only okay because who wants to go back to work after a long holiday? Nothing against work. Work was fine. My brain wasn't fine. Um, but it's, it's getting better already. So hope you're doing well. If you have a poinsettia, say hello for me. Um, and very important, but not really. I'm going to name this one Noche Buena because in Mexico, apparently poinsettias are called Flora de Noche Buena, which means Christmas Eve flower. And I think that's pretty. So Noche Buena is going to go in my office and remind me what a wonderful time of year it is. Um, and what a joy to get gorgeous free plants um, like the post-Christmas poinsettia. <sighs> Thanks, and a happy epiphany.